Hello, I'm Phil Smith and welcome to Eurovision in Isolation. And where have we landed this year? Why? It's 2020. Yes, as we are in Eurovision week itself, we decided to take a look at five of this year's Eurovision songs. I don't think uh, 2020 will be remembered for Eurovision, but uh, it will be certainly remembered for many other things. So without further ado, I shall introduce you to man that's just like the Australian bushfires. He's hot, hot, hot. It's Alex Smith. Good evening, Phil. Like the coronavirus, he's absolutely everywhere. It's Millie Meyer. Hi, Phil. Like Donald Trump's impeachment, he should be being spoken about more. It's Daniel Irvin. Hello again, Phil. And like everybody's parties, weddings and funerals, he's being cancelled for the sake of society. It's Simon Rickenback. Hi, Phil. Gents, I'm worried about tonight's podcast. Well, why? Well, anyone that's listened realises we sort of forgive questionable songs by saying, well, it was of its time. Yeah. We are now going forward in time. This, which is, both, this is of the future. This yeah. presents both a logistical challenge as it's of the future. Plus, I th- I'm, I'm very conscious all five of us are going to show ourselves up about how out of touch we are with popular culture because I don't know what is of its time in 2020. <laughs> Compare it all to Billie Eilish, Alex. That's, that's just the easiest way to sound culturally up to date. Is Justin Timberlake and Farrell still popular? Owen Farrell, popular. Pharrell, less so. I was going to say Get Lucky by Daft Punk is my most modern reference, so I will be referring to that. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, we have a bit of a difficulty this week as well, because none of these songs have been performed on the Eurovision stage. We will be looking at their music videos because it was the easiest way to compare... Uh, them directly to one another. Uh, So yes, we won't be analysing live performances. There were a few songs that we could have looked at that have done national final performances, but uh, I think we've picked a a more alluring lineup of songs to listen to tonight. So first up, we've got Iceland, and this is Daddy Freya with his song, Think About Things. Yes, that's the viral sensation we could do to learn a thing or two from them about how to get listeners. Um, it, this song has burst through popular culture. It's not just Eurovision fans that are listening to this. It has been, I'm reliably informed, all over TikTok. Uh, and the simple dance moves, the catchy melody, the long hair in the wind machine, the 8-bit jumpers, it's all designed, I believe, for that uh, sheer viral ability i'm sure that's not even an appropriate word to use at current times but um it's all designed to be memorable and eye-catching and i really think this would have done very very well um but i'm not the judge on this show you four are so uh let's go to dan 
Dan, what did you think of this? This is fantastic, isn't it, really? Um, it's so unique and so absurdly catchy as well. Um, mm. I love a lot of what they've done here. Um, the, I love the song. I really like the music video. Um, I also happen to see uh, this act went through the national finals in Iceland, and so we have seen a stage performance. And actually, the you'd, you'd think it would lose a little bit, perhaps, going onto the stage performance, but quite surprisingly... The choreography stays very good. They have a sort of a, a thing with two microphones for each person going on so that they go side to side and sing into different microphones. It, it looks it looks fantastic. And actually, at one point as well, they, they bust out some, I don't know what the technical term is, but key saxophone things. I don't think there is a technical term for them. I think they are purely made up uh, instruments. Um, at one point in the music video, at least, he seems to be playing his instrument with a joystick. So I don't believe they're genuine instruments, but okay. yes, they are uh, synth key saxophone manors. They look like, um, you know, in Fight the Concords, Girlfriends of the Past, that song. Oh, yeah. They have guitars, which are also video mixing desks. I've often thought Flight of the Concords would be quite a successful Eurovision act. Well, this has that kind of feel, that slightly mm. ironic hipster bedroom vibe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are, are we saying that this Iceland have tapped into a flight of the Concords vibe? <laughs> this feels like a... No, I, I'm not even going to say that's a stretch. This feels accurate, but mm. uh, but yeah, ob obscure, if nothing else. It's definitely got that self-awareness about it, that sort of nerdy sort of... Dungeons and Dragons Roll20 kind of vibe to it that sort of, I mean, the front guy looks like he could actually be from a fantasy novel as like a lead character. Um, in a way, it's the exact opposite of Sylvia Knight. In, yep. It's like every, everything that isn't, it's not brash and loud and arrogant. It's, it's kind of introverted and self-deprecating. Um, mm. And I, I really like that. I, I'd like to see the contrast as well. Um, I personally thought the dance moves were a bit of a terrible effort, frankly, but I guess it all goes with the vibe and it helps with that. But um, yeah, it's not something I'll be busting out of my bedroom. It is it, The dance moves are, are weird, but I think they are, and te uh, judging on Alex's comment at the start, this may put me as very much out of, out of vibe, but I think the dance moves are of our era, of the current era, that is. As in, this is, they're the sort of dances that all the kids are doing on TikTok, like pretty static, simple, armography, a uh, little bit of wiggling sort of dance moves. I think they're on, as the kids would say, they are on point with their dance moves here. I'm absolutely delighted to tell you I have no idea what the kids are doing on TikTok. Um, Alex, we haven't really come to you. Uh, agree, disagree with the rest of the group? Yeah, agree. Um... It's 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 very fun. Uh, I've seen the live version. And I thought the live version was pretty good, um, mm. but the live version I thought yeah, a bit 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 too hipster. Okay, yeah, they're a hipster band. Having seen the video, I think it's really good because it's kind of like uh, in the video they come into this family's lounge and we're going to be you know we come in and we're gonna, yeah we're going to do this really casual kind of lounge set for you and we're going to be really kind of blasé about it and we're really casual about it. And they're sort of winking at the nan in the lounge. And all, this family has sat there watching them kind of aghast. Uh, there's a grand in the room that falls asleep. Um, and 
then kind of at the end as it reaches a crescendo all of these party poppers go off and they kind of look at the look at the the, the living room as if to say well you know are you not entertained 12 points do some <laughs> please um i thought it was really fun i thought it was really quirky um and and um it's not something i can really recall ever kind of being done that way it's a no. i can't i can't quite decide whether it's a novelty act that's really really good or just a really smart clever song um however oh oh however i love a dramatic having, however having seen the live version you know it is very hipster and i do wonder uh you know with the great and vast eurovision audience that is global mm. um how would they have got on board with this would that kind of hey we're casual we're we're, we're casual Icelandic singers we're going to come in your living room and sing your kind of cool little ditty would that have come across in the live version and would the voting public have gotten gotten on board with it I don't think they would Ooh. I'm going to make a bold call here and suggest that this might have been mid mid table as a result I can't see a, a live version of this in Eurovision that really wins over a, a big cross section of fans. Yeah, I I think the the voting fan base for this song would certainly skew younger. I can't see all those that voted in their droves for Il Bolo uh, in 2015 would uh, would come out for Daddy Frere. But I I kind of disagree. I think I think people would get this. I think it's relatively universal. I think there are hipsters and nerds all around the world. If I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not particularly, especially in events that get cancelled, but I would have put my money on, on Iceland. I think they would have pulled it off. So I shall uh, come to you for your do's and nil points. Uh, any doozes in the room? Yes, this is a do's point from me. My Irlande do's point. You could <laughs> say it's your Iceland do's point. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. This this song is actually really good, and the music video just kind of adds to it, the choreography and everything. So, uh, this is arguably the best song we've covered, I think, on this podcast. So, an absolutely do spot from me. Oh, that's a bold claim there. Best song of the podcast so far. Have you forgotten about Vada Hadididida? Dan, does that mean you think that this song is better than Congratulations by Sylvia Knight as well? Do you think it's better than Birds by Holland? Poor and high, fucking dead. They fall from the sky. <laughs> Shit, creepy song. Uh, any other douze in the room, please? Yeah, I'm going to give it my douze I think it's humorous, catchy, uh, chic. It kind of reminds me of um, "Get Lucky" by Daft Punk. Okay, any any nil points? Anyone think this is the weakest song? No, right. It's good support there for Iceland this year. Now, obviously, we don't have results to go on tonight, which is a, a slight difficulty. But um, what we will ask you guys to predict against is the Wee Wee Blogs Eurovision Jury rankings. Um, Wee Wee Blogs, for those that don't know, are the biggest sort of Eurovision blog. Why it's called Wee Wee Blogs, I don't personally know. Um, but they have ranked all of the 41 songs uh, of this year's Eurovision through a, a unprofessional jury of their bloggers. Um, and so the 
five songs that we are covering tonight in their ranking finished first, third, fourth, eighth and thirteenth. So they all they all did relatively well. I didn't put up any of the terrible songs for you. Now, Weary Blogs had a bit of a hit or miss um, attitude to getting the right results, but predictions, where do we think this song placed, having heard all the songs? Uh, let's go to Simon. Uh, yeah, I think this is definitely in with a shot of winning. It's a very good effort. I think they'll have said it all win. Oh, they're in first for Simon. Right, we shall move on to song two. We are back to the landlocked nation of Switzerland. And this is Gijon's Tears with his song Répondez-moi. Pourquoi on court sans jamais s'arrêter, sans jamais s'arrêter? Pourquoi on prie chacun de son côté, chacun de son côté? to our Swiss correspondent, Simon Rickenbeck. Yeah, another another banger from Switzerland. I'll, I'll make that 64 years in a row. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so this is uh, Gajon, who's is sporting the lockdown barnet, but before it was cool, um, with a really powerful song. He sort of spends his time either being rained on incredibly wet or walking moodily between rooms, which makes him look sort of like a spirit from a, an old school black and white horror film. Um, but like I say, it, it really is a, it's a really good effort by Switzerland. Dan, do you agree with Simon? Is this another Swiss banger? Well, how about an unbiased opinion for you? No, this is really bad. Uh, it would need a great stage performance for this to, to save it for me on, in the, the song contest itself. Otherwise, it's arguably one of the worst I think we've covered. And just following on from Iceland is pretty harsh for it as well, because in comparison these are these are two very very different songs now the the one thing is it's quite interesting about this is some of the imagery that's going on as he's moodily walking between rooms um and it rains on his bed at the start for some reason but the one i really like is about three quarters of the way through um he's walking through uh, a man's flat and the man is slowly coming to terms with the fact that his curtains are on fire and he's not very happy about it and, and his girlfriend's berating him too presumably about the fact that his curtains are on fire and perhaps even about the meaning of the word inflammable. Uh, maybe it's quite a deep and meaningful song then. Can I, can I use this opportunity to talk about what I think this song is and why, why I think it's so powerful and meaningful? So I, I've been kind of using the lockdown to try and, I'd say relearn, but my initial attempt was not very good, to, le to learn French. So I've tried to pick up a bit about what this one's about. And I think it's about, um, it's about refugees or at least immigration and it's asking the question like one of the questions is why are we sleeping so far from our families in other countries uh, and then he's he's asking this question again and again why am I a stranger uh, and I, I think this is probably related to like the migration uh, crisis across Europe at the moment um, particularly a bit like um, migration also a really big issue in Switzerland with their sort of schizophrenic attitude towards immigration they had a lot of immigration from Kosovo and Albania in the 90s where they sort of welcomed with open arms these these refugees but then more recently have done things like um making minarets illegal so that their their culture can't be there uh, and I think the video reflects that I think the the kind of walking through rooms is is supposed to represent this kind of like transient nature of not feeling at home 
and I think that for me is what makes this song quite powerful. So I think Simon is right. Uh, I haven't learned French learned French for that uh, benefit. I think I just read the translated song lyrics. But um, yeah, I think the song probably is a reference to immigration, certainly been a, a hot topic at Eurovision for songs uh, with mixed results. In 2018, both uh, France with Madame Monsieur and Italy with Anal Meta and Fabrizio Moro, they both had songs that were references to uh, immigration and migration, uh, and they both did quite well, finishing 13th and 5th, respectively. But then also equally, um, Greece entered a song in 2016 called Utopian Land, um, and that absolutely bombed, came 16th out of 18 in its semi-final. Um, I don't know whether that was because um, they were talking about immigration or because they attempted to rap in Greek. But uh, either way, uh, didn't do quite so well, that song. Minnie, what do you think? Are you with Dan or are you with Simon on this one? I, I agree with Simon, but I agree with Simon uh, when he talked about the 2013 Netherlands entry in that this song was so boring, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear about the political messaging. That's interesting, but sadly, I just found the song too fucking dreary. Um, Alex, I don't think we've heard from you yet. I'm I'm more with Dan, I think. Uh, I appreciate Simon's explanation about the deeper meaning, and um, I see that the singer is of um, Kosovoan and Albanian descent as well, so that makes... Um, you know, a, a, a bit of sense there as, as well and a bit of additional meaning to, to the song. Um, unfortunately, I, it's just a little bit limp for me. I know, Simon, you obviously love it um, and you love all things Switzerland. Um, it's just, for me, another slow, melodic... I initially wrote Love Song. Um, again, this, this entry is going to brawl down to how well... Do we all remember GCSE and A-level French? <laughs> I'm sort of noting down here, uh, you know, he's asking why and I'm lost. Uh, uh, it's it's winter. And then um, at one point I thought I heard him mention uh, pantalon. So I, I don't know if he was talking about his trousers. Um, <laughs> I don't think he does talk about winter. I think he talks about summer. So yeah, I think GCSE might have is summer, yeah. Oh, see. Leave I knew it was a, I knew it was a season and in the video it snowed. So... <laughs> I don't think this song could be any more Simon, really, could it? It's the Swiss entry. It's got a sort of deeper meaning, which we know that Simon's always reaching for in these songs. And frankly, the artist has massive, terrible hair. Um, so it, it was really built for you, wasn't it, Simon? Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, and that's why I, I'd like to give this song my, my 12 points, really. Okay, go for it. I think it actually would have done really well. I know people are criticising it because it's, it, in a sense, it's just another ballad. But I do think it is well performed. I think it's well sung, and I and it could, with a good performance, have been the best ballad on the night, and therein done quite well. For for what it's worth, Simon, I actually tend to agree with you. I think this song is actually really very good. I think it was the best ballad of the the entrance this year. Uh, and the best foreign language song as well. So, yeah, I think it would have done... I I don't think it would have got to winning the show. I don't think it had enough cut through, but 
I think it likely would have done very, very well, personal opinion. Um, so anyway, that's the do's poire. Any other do's poires or shall I move straight on to nil poires? Uh, yes, Phil, this will be getting my nil poire, I'm afraid. Uh, a slight a slight begrudging award, if you can call it an award, over the nil poire. Um, the difference maker for me compared to another song we'll, we'll listen to shortly was that at one point he attempted quite a long high note and it just slipped into kind of ear bleedy territory for me. <laughs> and it, uh, I docked some points for that. And that, that unfortunately means it's my nil poire today. A falsetto slip up for Switzerland. Any other nil poires? Dan, you didn't sound too fond of it. Yeah, um, so in the final, you only get one three-minute opportunity to really give your pitch. It's an elevator pitch, really. You, there's, here's your song. You've got to give it. Having a hidden meaning is all well and good, um, but you can't lean on it with a mediocre song. So this is a nil point for me. I don't think it's that hidden. It's just in French. <laughs> um, right. And predictions. Where do we think this came in the Wee Wee Blogs rankings? Dan? I don't want to just be swayed by my own personal opinion, but I, I can't believe this would have got higher than 13th. Phil, can I ask at this point, yeah. what is going to happen to these Eurovision songs and these Eurovision artists? Uh, well, I think we'll find out on, on Saturday. Please do tune in to our uh, Twitter feed at Eurovision in ISO, where we will be uh, providing live text-based coverage throughout Saturday's proceedings on Eurovision. But not a lot. They're not allowed to enter next year. Or the same song is not allowed to enter next year. Many countries, about 10 or so, have announced that their artists from this year will uh, represent them again next year. But they do need to represent them with a new song. And Saturday's event is, we're being told, very definitely not a competition. It is going to be a chance to highlight all 41 of the competing songs and artists. But I don't know quite what they mean by highlight because the show's only due to last for two hours and I don't think they're going to fit in the full three minute editions of every song. Um, so it will be interesting. Uh, it won't be normal. Uh, we're not going to see stage shows from all of them. I don't think we're going to even hear the whole songs of all of them. So, um, yes, we will find out is the short answer. Uh, right. Moving on very swiftly to song number three. This comes from one of the podcast's favourite Eurovision nations, in as much as we've covered them an awful lot of times. From Germany, we have Ben Dolich with Violent Thing. in this house dan talk us through it so what we have here is ben dolich a 14 year old boy who has snuck into a club perhaps there's no iding on the door in germany we don't know and he's absolutely smitten with this woman and ben tells this woman don't tell your mother about what we're about to do um which it's not made explicit what that is perhaps it's left to the imagination um but this is probably because he knows he is punching this is if she is Bayern Munich, he is FC Heidenheim. It's uh, quite a, a dramatic contrast. 
Uh, I really like it though, the song. Um, it reminds me a lot of the uh, Cake song by Joe Jonas or his band. Uh, yeah, which to be, if we're talking about things that were at the time, I think that's uh, that's only like two years ago. So that's I'm pretty good with that comparison. So that's current for Eurovision, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that song is also coincidentally about things you wouldn't tell your mother about. <laughs> Mini, what about you? Yeah, um, run me a bit of uh, Get Lucky by Daft Punk. <laughs> you go without saying, if you're getting off with someone, that they shouldn't tell their mum. I mean, who does tell their mum about these things? That's that's the real question. There's also a big neon sign in the background at certain points which says get naked, which I feel like feels like the signage equivalent of send nudes. But neither sounds great, really. Doesn't yeah, he's definitely going for a vibe, isn't he? He's, he's looking for a violent thing while standing in front of a sign that says get naked. He chases after a girl, pulls her arm and she drops her drink. I don't know. I think... You know, I said he's going for a vibe, but to me, the vibe he's given off more than anything is sex pest. I object to that, Simon, because when I watch this, I'm in my notes, I actually put down, this could be one of my nights out from when I was single. <laughs> and it's um, for that reason, I think, you know, I've, I've already given my nil poire. I didn't like this song at all, and it's worthy of a nil poire. But I think in the grand scheme of Eurovision competition... Um, I can imagine this would have been staged very well and would have got some votes. Interesting, especially given Germany don't necessarily have a great reputation for their staging. But uh, but yeah, I think the song musically, if nothing else, really does stand up well and is probably the most current uh, song and sound that we've heard at Eurovision for quite some time. At which point we shall move on to do's and nil poires. Any doozers in the room? Any nils out there? Middle of the road from the panel. So predictions. Uh, let's come to Simeone. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll do very well. I think yeah, probably thirteenth. Um, it's a shame this year's contest. This year's contest is cancelled because. This guy's voice might have broken if he gets invited back next year and he won't be able to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, in which case we should move straight on. Song number four tonight comes from Bulgaria. And this is Victoria. Not the same Victoria that we covered at Melody Festival in this year. This one is spelt with a V. And this is her song, Tears Getting Sober. from Victoria and Bulgaria, but I shall hand over to the other Mr. Smith to talk us through this one. Thank you, Phil. Um, well, with this particular music video, uh, we're back in Mordor again. We're back there for the Ukrainian entry in 2013. Um, it's, a, it's a slow and melodic pop number, which is quite popular at the minute, I think. Um, sort of not not quite as intense and moody as Billie Eilish, but in that kind of same ballpark. Um, nice touch for a reference and prove of it. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. I I think this would be a very successful song. Um, 
if it was released as a single in its own right. Uh, you know, I can imagine your kind of capital FMs and 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 Kiss FMs might sort of play this kind of thing in the middle of the afternoon. It's quite accessible. It's 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 pretty it's pretty pleasant. Um, I I don't think it's probably going to do that well at Eurovision though. It's a nice song. It's well sung. Um, I just can't imagine it would it would it would win the fans over. One of the lyrics here that um, uh, you know caught caught my ear, as it were, was um, "Your light burns like sugar," and I think burning sugar really flipping stinks. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, do you like this one? Uh, it gave me vibes of Anouk from 2013 with the bird song. As you remember, I like that very much. But um, she's not as talented a singer as Anouk. And also, I think the song kind of lacks a top gear. It kind of stays the same throughout, which I'm not really a fan of. Um, some interesting things to note. Her, her earrings kind of go into her ears. like They look like, um, like she's wearing a, a, an earpiece. And perhaps I thought that the reason that uh, Ben Dolich got into the club in the in the last song is because she's the bouncer and she's actually she's sitting on a bench, skiving off her job. So, the 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 scar thing that she's got going on is is kind of interesting. But I'm kind of thinking, how on earth do you make that work on the stage? So uh, I don't, yeah, not sure what they would have done with that. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Dan in in multiple ways. Actually, uh, it definitely reminded me of a nuke. Uh, the Netherlands song in that um, it's very dreary and very boring uh, and I didn't enjoy it. Uh, you all know me, I'm a wallower. I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sort of like to wallow in my own misery if uh, the opportunity presents itself. And even, even considering that, I thought this was a bit too, too much for me personally. Uh, I would have been really interested though, to see what staging they went for on the night. I, it's got with the music video they've got, it's got, there's potential there that they could have done something really interesting with it. It's a shame that we'll never get to, we'll never get to see. We'll never know. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I think it would have been a very interesting um, to see the live show of this. Uh, Mini, any thoughts on our um, Eastern European Billie Eilish? I think it's apt that she sat on a bench because she is a substitute at best. Okay. Um, Anything you thought they could have done to liven it up a bit? Um, well, before the video played, there was a man in a lion mask. And I thought, oh, this is cool. And then it turned out to be an Ikea advert. <laughs> All went downhill from there. Yeah. I think if they'd, have gone, if they'd have gone with a different song and a different singer, then it could have had some potential. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute savagery. Right. Uh, okay, let's start there. Nil pois, boys. This is going to get my nil pois. Uh, I just I couldn't stand it, frankly. Uh, yeah, sorry, but to quote Antishkari, sorry, you're not a winner. Too niche. <laughs> Too niche. Uh, Mini, you didn't sound a fan either. Yeah, this is going to get my nil pois. It felt like it could have been uh, the song on a Lloyd's TSB advert. You know, with the horses running on the beach. So, okay. Any 12 points in the room? Douze pois? No. Deafening silence for Bulgaria there. Right. Predictions. Um, Alex? I think this probably came 13th. Mm, lowest of our five. In which case, we shall move on to the infamous song number five. This song comes from the monolith of Eurovision politics, if nothing else. That is Russia, 
Uh, this is Little Big with their song Uno. Very questionable looks in the music video there. So I shall hand over to our king of questionable looks, Mini Meyer. Thanks, Phil. Uh, if Iceland was Flight of the Concords, then Russia is the mighty Boosh. Um, the song itself is a Crimea against music, but the video is eccentric, to say the least. Uh, kitsch meets Ket is how I'd describe it. <laughs> and it's good to see Aqua still getting work. Nice, isn't it? Um, Dan, this is this is good fun. Um, there's, there's a lot going on. The song reminded me a little bit of the um, "Free from Desire" song. The na 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 na. It's oh, about yeah. the same thing. Exactly that one, which isn't which isn't a modern reference. But no. also, I thought the color scheme and the kind of the fat backing dancer reminded me a bit of uh, Megan Trainer. So there we go. I've dropped in a, a modern one as well. Are you saying um, the dancer reminded you of Megan Trainer? The fat backing dancer really reminded me of Megan Trainor. <laughs> Can I just say on that bit, I do, I do worry that this this video is a bit of, you know, let's get this larger gent in and, and have him dance about a bit and that'll be funny. And I just think we're a bit better than that in 2020, to be honest. Um, I don't quite know what to make of this song, to be honest. I do like the flares. I've been singing it all day. I do think there's a bit of ghost of eurovision future for ben dolick here it's like if you, if you don't mend your ways you'll somehow be managing to make flares sexually aggressive in 15 years time i have very mixed feelings uh i don't understand the guy's tattoos uh he seems to have a very realistic bear tattoo on his front and then a cartoon bear on his back and he's trying to sort of smolder but all he's really achieving is slime ball but <laughs> that said there's there's a lot in the song that is enjoyable i think it's probably the best novelty song out of out of this year's crop uh, if you don't count iceland as a, as a novelty um but i still don't think it's a serious contender fair enough alex agree with the rest of the boys i think this is really fun i think it's really fun it, it, i i'm trying to remember the times when um russia have sent novelty acts before um, this is certainly one of their stronger novelty uh, acts, uh, certainly one of their more memorable novelty acts. This is the best novelty act of this year. This this is probably one of the best novelty acts, I think, of all, certainly the last 10 years in Eurovision. And I'm prepared to make that claim because it's got everything. It's absolutely bonkers from the lyrics to the backing track to the flares. Good to see a return to flares, by the way. Um to the overweight gymnasts, gymnasts doing the uh, doing the splits, I think it's a great shame. Of all the acts we've listened to today, and all of the acts that I don't know what's going to happen with Eurovision 2020, whether or not they reschedule it or what, but I really hope we get to see this live because I feel like there's you know, so much going on here. This would presumably been a, been one of the the busiest performances uh, of Eurovision 2020. Um, so I'm, it's a shame that we won't see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. The only 
novelty song that I can remember having from uh, Russia previously was the, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but the the six little old ladies um, who sang Party for Everybody in 2012 um, ended up coming second only to Lorene. So, yeah, it's certainly one of uh, Russia's best novelty entries. I'm not sure I completely agree on best uh, novelty entrance of the last decade. I think there's probably a couple of stronger uh, competitors, but uh, I, should, I should have said what, one of one of top one top of. top ten top ten of the last ten. Fair enough. Uh, right. Any dues pois in the room for Ruski? Yes, it gets my dues pois. Like I said, it had everything. It was brilliant fun, and uh, I, th- I think this could go down as a bit of a cult classic. Uh, any nils nil pois? Nine. Shall we move on to the question that is placement? So, uh, anyone particularly think this will do very well? Think it's up in in first or third? I would have thought this would actually have done really well. Um, I don't think first because I think that's Iceland, but third or fourth definitely. All right. Okay. So, uh, time to give you all the placings. Really, we've got nothing else to say, do we? So placings in 13th place on the Wee Wee judges ranking was Russia with Little Big and Uno. In eighth, it was Bulgaria with uh, Tears Getting Sober. In fourth, it was Gijon's Tears with Répondez Moi. In third, they had Daddy Frere with Think About Things. And number one was Germany. Germany came out top with an average score of 8.18 for Violent Thing. What do we make of that? Well, that's clearly wrong, isn't it? That's not what would have happened. So, Simon, out of touch with the general public, I think that's fair to say. I'm happy to be out of touch with the wee-wee lot. (laughs) I am worried that there are... like you know, on Saturday we're we're going to get a, a snapshot of all of them, and according to this this website, there's 33 songs worse than Bulgaria. Hey, hey, we're just old and out of touch. I think the kids will love that one, possibly. Who knows? So that was uh, Eurovision 2020. Uh, because there's no contest this year, we will presumably be back in Rotterdam again next year but not on this podcast. No, despite when Eurovision is all over and done with by this time next week, we'll still be going on because lockdown is still on. So next year, we are heading off to the Latvian capital of Riga for Eurovision 2003. Now, I think there's one thing that we could all tell you about Eurovision 2003. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Daft Punk. (laughs) 